welcome to the Healing Business Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Boulay, and this is a podcast for the healers, the teachers, the coaches, the spiritual entrepreneurs. It's my intention to help you elevate your message and how you serve and create impact in this world. We'll be talking about the practical, the energetic, the mindset, the spiritual, and the real, raw, authentic truth of the challenges you might come up against. I truly want to help you rise up, shine, and claim the business and life that you actually desire and deserve. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Hello, gorgeous people. Thank you for joining us today. I am chatting with the gorgeous Gabby, one of our coaches of Ayurveda, and she's going to be telling us a little bit about what's going on for her and what she's doing in her business. So, hi, Gabby. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, Yeah, so coaches of Ayurveda and why coaches of Ayurveda? I have started working with Holly, that gorgeous Holly, um, over two years ago. Actually, it was an anniversary of two years, not long ago. I saw the post, actually. You posted something. I can't believe that was two years ago. Wow. And I remember that. That was one of the sacred self-care tribe um, meditations. And I was sitting in the garden listening to it. And yeah, oh, I can't believe it was two years ago. And just started working on self-healing two years ago. Something just decided in me that I needed to do self-healing. So I started yoga in January. And then through a Facebook post, I came into your world and haven't left. And I'm not intending to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for Facebook. (laughs) I'm a course collector. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just love all the courses and it's it just opened opened up so much possibilities, so much self-healing. And then very the wildest dreams of mine, I thought that I will be learning to support women when two years ago I was pretty much the lowest point in my life and I needed so much work inner work and healing and shifting done but it has all yeah it's just been a journey and it's still a journey I'm not a finished product I am not fixed or anything no nobody needs do we ever get there though I'm not sure there is an end goal right so this is just a lovely, a beautiful journey with beautiful women and just, yeah, I, I absolutely love every aspect of it. And now studying to, to help women. Um, besides coaches of Ayurveda, I am qualified in lots of different modalities. If there is a healing modality, I probably have done it or I'm planning to do it <laughs> because I think 
lots of people say, oh, you need to niche. You need to niche in this business. You have to have one certain thing and people are just going to flock to you. Um, I don't necessarily believe in that. I believe if you've got a holistic approach, um, it's a little bit better. It's easier to have someone um, if... It, it, so they don't necessarily have to come to me and say, right, I would like Ayurvedic health coaching because people sometimes don't know what they need. Yeah. And it could be just a chat that you just sit there and you just give them space, hold space for them, have a chat. And that can shift a lot of things by asking the right questions at the right time. Um, I know because I had lots of breakthroughs while having our when I did the first uh, Reawaken the Woman Within program and we had our weekly or two weekly chats on Zoom and it was just us women having just a general chat and just coming with whatever we had that week. And that's just such a healing process, just knowing that you're safe and no judgment and you can just be who you are you can just come with whatever i don't know the amount of time i cried <laughs> there's lots of crying going on and lots of laughing going on and it's just yeah just holding space for someone um so my business is still in in its infancy um and still shaping still trying to figure out the best way or how i would like to help women um or anybody really because at some point i would like to open it up not just for women or have different programs for different types of people um i'd love to work with some children um teach children how to deal with emotions it's very much based on dealing with emotions and how to mindfully come back to the present so you can respond to whatever you need to with a more rational mind rather than freaking out or yeah or not knowing and that's so valuable right you know i mean as you know that was a big part of my journey was getting comfortable with my emotions and actually being able to identify my emotions yeah. and not suppress everything that was going on inside of me, feeling like I had to hold it all together all the time. Definitely. And like you say, if you can give people that space to just go, you know, you're safe to be all of you and it is perfectly normal. Like we, we all have these masks up, right? And when we can show people that it's okay we all have this stuff going on inside of us there's nothing wrong with you i mean that's healing in itself right yes definitely because you are well i come from a household where showing your emotion what you really feel it was kind of frowned upon we didn't talk about grief we didn't talk about sadness we didn't tell i i couldn't as a child, I felt I had to be good and I had to be silent and I had to, because I felt I had to make my mom happy. She was one of those people who lived in that emotional state of that she deserved to be happy, but happy made, she needed to be made happy by other people. So she was like, oh, this is happening to me. 
and why am I not happy? And if I'm not happy, then you shouldn't be happy or you shouldn't feel this, you shouldn't feel that. So um, coming from that sort of background, now being a mom, I know that that is not healthy and it can be so toxic and so negative. And I used to be a quite negative person because of it because of how i was nurtured and what i've seen at home and um, don't get me wrong i loved my mom to bits but i knew she was not she needed healing but yeah. she completely renounced any type of this kind of healing um she was like oh it's nonsense it's rubbish it's silly even though she loved crystals she <laughs> She had rose crystal and clear quartz, but if you started telling her that's making her for making her feel better, she would deny it. So she was in this kind of denial state, which is really weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, breaking out from that kind of negative mindset that was a journey, and I still can slip back into it. But the more I learn about it, the more I understand how our brain works and how the emotional states work and how how children work because now having a child myself and seeing her how she responds i know that stems from how i used to respond so she learned that and now i'm slowly trying to get her to get out of that and reprogram her to know that no it's absolutely fine to have a meltdown and learning to name our emotions right now like sometimes people say oh i'm depressed well that's what's 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 the difference between being depressed and sad it's just that word because it's it depends on how you name your emotion and then some people don't know they have a choice of either interacting with that emotion or actually stop and choose no, I don't want to feel this way. I can just move on. But it takes a lot of work. And I guess when you decide you need to work on yourself, you really have to do the work. Without that, it, nothing's going to change. And that's the main thing, to, to have the clients to be in a community where you feel that, oh, I can do it. I can, I can actually work on myself. But it has to come from within, isn't it? It does, but what I love is you've just so beautifully explained how not only does the healing end up affecting you, it affects the lineage, right? So yeah. that you're breaking those cycles of those toxic patterns. And, and like you say, it's no one's fault. In those other generations, they didn't have wisdom and knowledge available to them like we do now, right? I mean... I, it still blows my mind the amount of information that's available to us that we can just access to use for our own healing oh, that this is only just becoming normal this is only just being seen as acceptable you know people talking about things like you know meditation or energy healing or um all of the other different modalities that we can tap into but it doesn't just affect us right it affects our kids and not only how we bring them up but how they then view themselves and the wounds they carry or don't um oh, absolutely. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. And this is why I eventually would like to work with children as well or or create a program. This is still kind of forming in my head. I would like to create a program for parents from conception even so so guide them through pregnancy but not just the mums have the the dad dad at the same time because a child is brought into the world by two people and if your values don't match then that creates fiction and that creates a broke well breaking up of the household i don't like to call it a broken home because i don't think we live in a broken home my daughter is not broken she's got two perfectly loving parents we just weren't a match we had to create her but we weren't a match and that's why the universe decided that we we shouldn't be together but we work together as co-parents and i would love to create courses um in the community initially and probably online later on where i would be doing like like the nct has got courses for parents so this one would come from a holistic um point of view not just the oh yeah and this is how you change a nappy and this is how the contraction feels no it's about connecting in and how to deal with your emotions while you're pregnant when you had the baby the initial few months when you had your baby and your brain is completely out of whack yeah <laughs> not sleeping and everything and how do you how do you cope with that because that is when i went through that if i had that sort of support i probably wouldn't have been pushed into antidepressants because that's not what the new mum needs. A new mum needs support. Um, and it's so true, mom. right? And yeah, Sorry. I think it should come from even before we have the child or even just when we think about having a child because we are thought about this you know, I look through it with a pink tinted glasses. Oh, it's all wonderful. And pregnancy oh is wonderful. Good, yeah. And you should be glowing. And it's the most gross time of a woman's life. I've never been prodded and poked. And, and your dignity goes out the window, oh, right? I could. No, it's true. It's, um, I completely agree. And I, I don't think we, we're ever prepared for that. And I don't think people talk honestly about that. And, you know, I remember, I remember um, with the birth of my first daughter, my eldest, she, um, so I ended up having to have stitches afterwards. And I can remember at this point, like I'd been through labour, felt rubbish, had a brand new baby, was completely overwhelmed, extremely anxious, thinking, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this and look after this child when I feel like I can barely look after myself? Yeah. And I can remember my legs were in the air and this doctor came in and went, um, we've got some student doctors. Would you mind if they came in while I'm stitching you up? And you know what? By this point, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. More the merrier. <laughs> Absolutely. My daughter was premature. She was seven weeks early. And I think we had in the room 40 people. While I was going through labor, absolutely scared out of my mind what was going to happen when she's born. She was absolutely fine. She cried. So she was, she was perfect. She was ready yeah. to come. But 
I, well, it wasn't even me who was thinking because at that point, I was so out of it. I was just letting my body do whatever needed to. But I remember her dad telling me years after that because he didn't tell me ever how he felt during the birth. And he was like, oh, my God, I was freaking out inside. And there were all these people looking at your bits and prodding you and poking you. And I felt so helpless. Um, so I don't think any kind of courses can emotionally ever prepare you or what's about to happen neither a mom nor a dad can actually be emotionally prepared and so i'm very much now feeling the shift of creating something for parents prospective new parents through pregnancy and even postnatal up until maybe the first year of life or maybe up until two um because so many emotions come up and we judge ourselves constantly. Am I good enough? Am I not good enough? Um, I'm shouting too much. I didn't have enough sleep. But having a child is not just on the mother or the father. And if you have a support system, if you have parents and stuff, I think a child takes a village. And it really should be about the village. But we sometimes feel like, oh, I'm going to be judged if my mom comes and stays. I'm going to be judged. So it's all this judgment and judgment and judgment and comparison. And you should breastfeed. You should bottle feed. You should do this. You should do that. And it's all coming from people who don't have, probably don't have children, which is brilliant. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I had the same conversation with someone yesterday. And it's so true. Like, um, and I was sharing the story about how I'd overheard a woman who was judging some other child's screen time. And she was like, well, I don't have kids. And I thought, well, that's clear then. <laughs> you, know? you know what? And I was one of those people. Before yeah. I had children, uh, I said, oh, my child never have a tablet. She will never sit down. I'm not going to be, I'm going to make all the food from scratch. I am going to be not going to be cold sleeping i am gonna do this that the other and it all went out the window the minute she was born you know like she was entertained yeah. by um bob the builder or whatever cbb's non-stop on tap um having dinner with the screen because i needed to cope i needed that time to actually be able to think half an hour while we're eating dinner and she still has her tablet while she's eating dinner because that's my time too yeah yeah we may not have a table and sitting down and having a conversation while we're having dinner but we have those conversations in bed before bedtime and it's what works for you right yeah. and this is what it comes down to is no one can tell you how to raise your child yes um and you've you know what's going to work right for you. But I, I think that idea of having that course for parents is just so invaluable because, I mean, some of the challenges I've had to navigate as a mum, just things like, especially when I hadn't done my own inner stuff, you know, when a child is upset or distressed or it's like, how do you cope? Like, how do you help them to move through that if you haven't done your own inner work, if you don't understand what that's all about? If, you know, without minimizing their emotions or without 
telling them that how they feel is not valid, which was, if I'm honest, was probably my my prior response because that's what I was taught growing up was yeah, don't make a fuss. Um, kind of sort yourself out was kind of the message, you know, if you're upset, sort yourself out. And um whereas now I I can see that very differently, but it's it's so difficult to navigate those sort of challenges as a parent if you don't know that. And I didn't know that for a really long time and just was mimicking what the generations before had said and done because that's what I'd been taught was right. Yeah. And it's even now, even though I know these things, it's still difficult because I had a revelation the other day because I was just listening to another lovely coach of mine going through a course I'm doing current doing quite a few courses at the same time. <laughs> of course <laughs> so this one is mindfulness-based cognitive therapy mm-hmm. and it was just going through the checklist of the cognitive part asking different questions about an emotion and I was thinking about um what why is that situation triggering for me? And I was thinking about my daughter and we are having some, we're not having issues, but she is growing up. So her responses to what I am saying to her are changing. And I haven't really acknowledged that, that she's now growing up and she started to question, much to my dismay, <laughs> what I say when I say it's time to do this. And she's like, but why? I don't want to do it. So, she, and, and and my initial reaction is, well, don't talk back to me. It What I say goes instead of, and I had a huge aha moment while he was talking about something. It wasn't actually relating to any children. It, it was just a question. And I was like, oh my God, I know why it triggers me. It's because she's questioning my authority. She's questioning and she's not doing blindly what I'm telling her to do. And if I just hear her out, she will eventually do what I'm asking her. But instead of barking orders at her, maybe I should just explain why she needs to do what she needs to do now. And lo and behold, the next day, this usually happens around bedtime when I'm absolutely shattered and she's tired. And obviously, we bought fire signs, so we're... Yeah. Um. And I took that approach consciously, but I really had to think about it because off the cuff, I would have just flew off the hand and I would just, just do what I'm saying to you. But I took the time and I just said, well, could you just do it? Mummy's got a Zoom meeting. I really need you to be in bed so I can sit down, have five minutes and go into this meeting without looking like I just came out of tumble dryer or something. <laughs> Disheveled. <laughs> And she said, fair enough. And that was it. While two days before, it was like, I'm not ready for bed. I don't want to go to bed. I hate you are telling me all this stuff. And why you are so bossy and always telling me what to do, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, okay, fair enough. Come and talk to me. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But that wouldn't have come if I didn't have that breakthrough in my but why because it's shifting so people don't think about 
these stages of development and not just in them because then I slip back down to the toddler because when we have an argument we are technically in the toddler stage of development because we are throwing our toys out of a pram because it's not happening the way we want it to so yeah um I would very much like to do something like that um I think it sounds beautiful and it's and as you're saying that it reminds me of like I'd remember there's these different stages as our kids grow older, right? And I'd like get to a stage and I'd be like, oh, and then you'd like find ways to work with it. And it's like, oh, I've got this now. Parenting nailed. <laughs> stage. And you're like, oh my God, I don't have this stage down at all. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I remember my girls going through similar stages of like everything was questioned. And you know what used to really trigger me? You saying that was when they would question me and especially my middle daughter, she was brilliant at highlighting um, when I was wrong. Like she yeah. could just see it oh, and there's nothing worse. <laughs> and it would feel like, like it would really wound me. I could feel that wound of, oh my God, she can see, I don't know what the hell I'm doing as a parent and I'm just making it up. That's what was really going on inside of me. But initially, my response would be defense, you know, be yeah. defensive. But one of the biggest breakthroughs I think I had in my own journey with that and with parenting was learning to say sorry to my kids, like just saying, yeah. do you know what, I completely screwed up. I'm so sorry. You know, that wasn't the response I wanted to give. I'm not making excuses. I was tired and stressed and I, I didn't have the capacity to respond in a different way in that moment. Um, but I am so sorry because you didn't deserve that. And that's a reflection of me and not you. And the minute I could start having those conversations with my kids, they would go, it's okay, mummy. <laughs> you know, it was like just giving them that respect. I found I got 10 times more back. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, wow honest parenting is pretty amazing <laughs> definitely because i do say sorry because i know i get triggered and i i shout <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it's just the way i cope with a certain situation and then after that once i come back to me properly and I'm not it, this usually happens when I'm doing six things at once and then all of a sudden she just wants something there and then and I'm like Wah! um and then I stop and I'm like oh, I'm really sorry you know this wasn't on you or because I consciously know I don't want her to feel like I am like how I felt because I know yeah. how I used to feel. I used to feel it was everything was my fault and everything was on me. And it wasn't. So I always tell her that mommy's not perfect. I'm not perfect. And this thing is not your problem. It's my problem. It just comes out wrong in a wrong way. But then we hug and make up. And my mom was never able to give that to me. So I, I hope that in the future she will see that, you know, oh, yeah, my mom apologized that if she was wrong and I admit when I was wrong I don't hide it away that no, I wasn't wrong I'm never wrong I'm your yeah. mama I always know what I'm doing no I don't no idea most of the time <laughs> 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 I, I, 
<laughs> and just like, oh, I hope this is the right thing to do in this moment. Yeah, so it, it, it would be something. And I would love to team up because in this community, in the nice right community with the right healers, we support each other. We don't um, compete for clients. I think we should all come together because this, the, co the common goal, yes, pay the bills as well, but the common goal should be that we educate people. So we, the next generation of people and our generation gets to heal and we all get to feel amazing and not feeling like, oh, I'm just just suffering until the day I die because that's what my mum did. But life doesn't have to be like that. And yes, there are people you cannot help. So that's, that's an amazing Thing I have learned and I've learned it from you and from all my other beautiful coaches that yes we go into this I'm gonna save the world no you won't because people are not going to if they don't want to do the work they are not your clients they're not ready to help themselves and people who don't want to help themselves you cannot help um yeah, and it kind of, I loved what you said about not competing because I can, you know, there's more than enough to go around for everyone, right? But also, it kind of, it reminds me of that, you know, the people that are aligned to me might be different to the people that are aligned to you. And so I think it's amazing how, like, like even when I look at myself and the coaches I've chosen to work with and the mentors, there's millions and billions of coaches and healers and all of these beautiful medicine women out there that I've chosen to work with particular people because they've resonated with me but I've got friends that would have another coach and I'm like I just don't get it I, I'm not feeling it yeah but for them it's perfect that's the perfect person so there is no need to compete right it's a there's a huge world out there and we'll be aligned to the clients we're aligned to. So how can people find out more about you and what you do and what you've got on offer? Um, well, I have got a Facebook page at the moment. I do not have um, a website as such yet. Uh, it's called Journey Through Healing, Go With The Flow. And um, I am still putting up content and gonna create some more things um but generally message me on there um i work intuitively with whatever the client needs really because sometimes they might come to you with oh i would like to have some cbt session but if that's not what serves them at the moment so i don't put a name on the session that you're gonna have an eft session or you all my sessions that I so far provided was never the ones that was booked in. <laughs> so they came to me for positive mindset coaching and we actually had to shift some energetic blocks. So we used EFT or I, I wove into EFT neuro-linguistic programming, how I use the language, how I give them the questions to use with themselves through journaling. So it is very personal it's very individual um and when i will create some courses and things like that that will be 
more like a holistic it's a holistic package so it will be about how do you um mindfully come back to the state of mind where you can deal with the pro problem and so for some people mindfulness works some people breath work works some people just do tapping on a point some people if you just teach them one um way of doing a reiki hand push hands how you hold it they don't need to know it's reiki or i can tell them that oh this is a reiki hand uh, how you hold your hand and that can help them so it, it all depends on the clients mm -hmm. or like I see people niching and oh I am an EFT practitioner but most people don't know what that is so very true <laughs> or yeah. I say oh I'm an NLP master practitioner and they're like you're a what <laughs> it's so true right when when we go down the rabbit hole of healing and like we just use this terminology, like everyone knows what it means. And we forget that a lot of people just haven't got a clue what any of that means. So, yeah, no, I, I love the sound to your sessions. They sound really beautiful. I love that kind of amalgamation of the different modalities. Um, so final question to leave you on then. If there's anyone out there that's considering training to be a coach by Aveda, um, what advice would you give them? What would you say? Do it. Um, yeah, just sign up, even if it's just for your own healing journey, because it's so in-depth, it will provide you with the ways of how you can coach others. You're going to learn about how Ayurveda works, how it works within the body. Um, it goes into in-depth um, around the digestive system and i mean even just doing the re reawaken of the woman when i came into this uh, training uh, i had a little bit of knowledge about ayurveda um, but this one is so much more in depth that it just blows your mind when you when you buy the book and you start reading it like oh my god it's all connected and it does not come from the I know with some people the spiritual aspect doesn't align so um even in my own business i have got quite masculine certificates and quite feminine certificates of coming from the holistic side and coming from the corporate side and then you kind of work to amalgamate them together to make it work and to be able to tailor it to each person's needs so yeah the the coaches of Ayurveda so far is just been a brilliant course and yeah I can't wait to see what the next six months not that not, not that long eight months I don't know uh what are we now so we're coming into March April, May June July August September we've got seven months left yeah because I was thinking course yeah because we've got the half term exam coming up at the end of March don't panic it's fine it's multiple choice no panic <laughs> you'll be fine do not worry so thank you so much for chatting with me today really lovely gorgeous to hear from you and everything you're doing um I will share the link 
to Gabby's page below. So if you want to check out what she's up to and how to get involved or book a session with her, then go do that. I will also put the link to Coaches by Veda. So if you want to find out more about becoming a certified coach by Veda, then go check that out. Otherwise, we will see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.